Thanks for tuning in to NL News Day. Now, when fires break out, as we have seen uh, very much being the case over the past number of weeks here, lots of you might be wondering, am I covered? When it comes to insurance, do you have everything set up to make sure you are protected? Your home insurance, your life insurance policies, do they give you what you need? Well, I'm joined on the line now by the CEO of LoisRates.ca, a company that gets quotes instantly for insurance, mortgages, credit cards, and loans for free. And he's going to provide a little bit of uh, advice, I suppose, on all of this. Justin Tuin joins me now. Justin, thanks for coming back on the show. Yeah, thanks for having me, Jeff. All right. So there's, um, I guess the first thing to kind of talk about here is just making sure on a general sense that if a fire were to break out, uh, you know, let's look at a, com- uh, a community like Lytton, for example, right? We know the whole entire town basically went up in flames and 90% of it was lost. A lot of people losing their entire homes. What kind of coverage do you have to make sure you have in order to be protected in a situation like that? Especially when we're talking about total loss, you know, there's, this is not something that's new for BC, but sometimes I'm sure there are some some people out there with policies that maybe have some gaps in them that, you know, when it comes to, to making these claims, once they start trying to return home, are going to find out that, hey, they didn't have the proper stuff in place, and that's going to be gut-wrenching and, and heartbreaking for those individuals. So what, what sorts of coverages, what is the main thing I need to make sure I have in place for the instance of a total loss? Well, the good news is that standard home and business insurance policies cover both fire damage as well as additional living expenses. So, for instance, if you've been evacuated, it covers food, shelter, and clothing if you have to leave your home because of a mandatory evacuation order. So, as long as you have standard property insurance, you should be covered in these instances. Okay. Um, and, and I guess it, then it just comes down to what your um, dollar value is that you're covered for in terms of what is actually in your home? Absolutely. And this is very, very important. When you're looking to get property insurance, whether it's home insurance or condo insurance or business insurance, you need to take the time to speak with an insurance broker or an insurance agent and make sure you're getting the appropriate amount of insurance for what you own, for both what your property is worth and also for the contents of your property. That is essential because it can be very tempting to just go with the lowest price. I mean, our website's called lowestrates.ca. We don't want people to pay more than they need to, but it can be very tempting to get the lowest price at the expense of the right coverage. We're advocates of getting the lowest price for the right amount of coverage. And it's for exactly these cases like this, where there is a catastrophic loss, where you have lost everything and you need to be remunerated the appropriate amount. So you absolutely need to be honest about what your property is worth, what your dwelling is worth, and what your uh, what you own is worth, and make sure you're covered for it. Do you hear a lot of instances where people are, are you know, looking to make a claim and they think that they're covered and then all of a sudden they find out their insurance doesn't give them the level of coverage that they thought they had? I'm, I'm assuming that's something that happens on a pretty regular basis. We do hear that from time to time, but insurance companies are quite good at making sure that people have the appropriate amounts of coverage in terms of asking the right questions and making sure that people are covered. Because it's a terrible situation for both the insurance company as well as the individual, 
if a situation arises and a person's paid for their insurance and then they're not able to get what's fair back to them. You know, what we see in most cases is because of natural disasters like the wildfires occurring more frequently, what we're hearing is insurance is getting more expensive in these areas or deductibles are going up or it's difficult to get the proper amount of insurance in the first place because certain insurance companies just aren't willing to take the risk. So I think that's the bigger issue right now is will insurance companies continue to take the risk to offer the proper amount of insurance in these areas with a greater preponderance of things like wildfires and will prices go out of control for consumers for the companies that actually will offer the coverage. Those, those are going to be the questions that remain to be answered moving forward. Yeah, how, how often are, are insurance companies making those types of adjustments? I imagine it's ever-changing, uh, especially when you look at a situation like here in the BC interior. We had pretty uh, significant wildfire seasons in 2017, followed by a slightly less mi- or more mild one in 2018 that was still very severe, and now we're having another one here in 2021. I mean, this is obviously something that's occurring on a pretty regular basis now based on recent history. Um, do they take that into account and, and say... You know, this this fire situation is something that you have to prepare for all the time, and therefore we know it's a fire risk and, and your insurance rates are going to continue to to go up, or do they even potentially stop offering that coverage? I would hope that that isn't the case, the, the latter part, uh, but I imagine they're, they're constantly adjusting and, and probably increasing the rates based on the risk. They absolutely are. Insurance pricing all comes down to the amount that insurance companies have to pay out in claims versus what they're taking in in premiums. And if they have to pay out so much more in claims because of these catastrophes, then they're taking in in premiums, then they have two choices. Either they increase insurance rates or they say, we can't even increase insurance rates enough to cover our risk. And they decide we don't want to offer home insurance, for instance, in Lytton, BC. Now, I'm not saying that's necessarily happening, but it absolutely is a... Is, is a scenario that could arise in the future if these wildfires continue over and over and over again. Because insurance companies can't be in a position where every couple of years they have to replace an entire neighborhood, essentially. They, they just they don't have the funding for that. They go through reinsurance companies in order to fund catastrophic events like that. And the reinsurance companies, basically insurance for insurance, will just say, we're not going to provide funds for that anymore if it's happening. So, you know, it's really important to find out, look, what are the causes of these wildfires and how can we stop these from happening moving forward? It's not a tenable situation for there to be wildfires and for people to be evacuated every year or two. Obviously, that's not tenable for anybody. No one wants to live in a place where that's the case. So that's going to be what's most important is for, you know, the province and the municipalities to work to try to mitigate these wildfires. What What can be done to stop them from happening in the first place? How can we build infrastructure to stop them happening in the first place? Because otherwise, you know, they're just, you're not going to be able to get insurance in those places and no one's going to want to live in those places. Do you have any advice for anybody whose um, policy might be coming to an end or maybe they're looking to increase their coverage as they're, they're more concerned right now? Um, you know, as we see more and more of these fires sparking up and getting closer and closer to certain communities, people might be trying to beef up their policy. Is that something that uh, you can do quickly um, or, or should they be 
uh, I mean, you probably should be trying to look ahead and, and, and plan for the worst case scenario, but there are some times where people are trying to react within the moment and, and, you know, the fire is getting closer. Maybe I should have better insurance coverage. How long does that take? I imagine that doesn't happen with the flip of a switch. Well, if you ever have any questions or if your situation is changing, you need to pick up the phone, call your insurance broker if you go through a broker, or call your insurance agent if you go direct with an insurance company and ask the questions. They're there to help. They're there to support you. And you should ask, if this happens, am I covered? If I'm not covered, am I able to add coverage immediately? And then when they're policy is up for renewal, you know, if they're looking to get more coverage, you know, they should probably compare a few companies and see, you know, where they can get the most coverage for the least amount of money. But, but if in doubt, you've always got to pick, the, pick up the phone and you've got to call. Anytime your situation changes is the right time to talk to an insurance professional and make sure that you're covered adequately. And situations like this really do demonstrate the importance of insurance because a lot of people view insurance as kind of a necessary evil, something that you need, but something you don't want to think about. And situations like this just show how important it is and how important it is to have the right insurance partner to make sure that you're set up properly in case there's situations like this arise. What about, I mean, we've been talking a lot about home insurance here, but what about life insurance? Um, you know, people who are, are, are you covered, you know, in, in case of a fire? Or is that something that, you know, would be specific within a policy if, you know, you're in a situation where you're unable to evacuate and you essentially just have to go down with the ship? I mean, I hope that happens to nobody, but there are cases where that has happened. We know two people pa- perished in Lytton. Um, is that something that is, you know, built into a policy or do you have to be very specific in, in dealing with the fact that you live in a fire risk community? Now, again, that's why it's so important, especially for something like life insurance, where the payouts are higher and what you have to put in is higher. You absolutely, again, need to speak with an insurance professional. But in most cases, in the vast majority of cases, I I have not heard of scenarios where uh, you would not be covered for your life insurance in a scenario where you get caught in a wildfire. I don't see a reason why you would not be paid the premium in that sort of situation. Your family would not be covered um, for your loss in, in a wildfire. Okay. Um, I guess that's kind of basically where I was thinking of, of taking this conversation for the time being. But, you know, I guess, just do you have any specific advice for people right now? And I mean, other than picking up the phone and calling your insurance company and finding out exactly what you're covered for and any questions that you have pertaining to the fire situation specifically, uh, make sure you ask those to ensure that you you get the correct information and make sure you're covered. Uh, but do you have any, I guess, just further advice for, for people um, uh, just to, I guess, be proactive at this point? Is that sort of the main message? Yeah, be proactive. Also, make sure you have insurance in the first place. I mean, most yeah. people who have homes or own a condo have insurance. But if you're a renter, make sure you have tenant insurance. Because if you're a tenant in an apartment that needs to get evacuated, if you have tenant insurance, then all of those costs, so shelter and food and clothing that you acquire when you're out of your rental will be covered you know, buy your insurer if you have tenant insurance. So make sure you have tenant insurance. Make sure if you have questions, you ask. And if you're not getting the answers that you like from your current insurance broker, your current insurance company, 
then reach out for another. If you see if you see your deductible being increased, if you see the cost of your insurance getting increased, if you see your current company not being able to cover you for everything that you want to be covered for, speak to a different company because insurance companies have different risk tolerances and different approaches. And so that's why it really is important to compare the market. You can start in a site like ours to do a quick comparison and find out who's offering the lowest price. And it, it makes sense to try to speak with another one if you're not getting the answers that you want from the one you're currently with. You just kind of sparked another question in my mind. So one more here for you, Justin, before I do let you go. But, um, you know, it, how long does it take in a lot of situations to get the full payout? Uh, let's look at someone who's maybe lost their entire home. They're in need of money. They're hoping their insurance company comes through. But they're going to do a pretty thorough evaluation of of your property, uh, you know, find out what your, your, your value of your home was worth, try to find out exactly what was in there. You know, you got to go through a lot of work to, to show the value of, of the, the items that are within your home, how much they're worth, are they new, are they used, how long have you had them for, all of this sort of cataloging of, of your material items needs to be done. And that's not going to be a, a quick and easy process. How long does it usually take before you, you you start the claim when we're talking about such a substantial loss to actually getting payout? Is this months? Is it a year? Do you have any sort of idea what the average timelines would be in these types of situations? Well, it does take some time, likely months. You know, as you said, there's a lot of steps, right? You're going to have to assess and document the damage you're going to have to take photos, make a list of all the damaged or destroyed items as best you can, right? You've got to keep your damaged items unless they pose a, pose a health hazard. You've got to, if possible, assemble proofs of purchase, photos, receipts, you know, owner's manuals or warranties for the damaged items. You need to keep all the receipts related to cleanup for your living expenses while you were evacuated. And then you'll be assigned a claims adjuster by the insurance company, which could take some time. And basically, the insurance company will ask you to complete what's known as a proof of loss form to list the property and the items that have been damaged or destroyed. You need to sign and swear that those claims are true. So it it is a process. It does take time. The better prepared you are in terms of having a list of the contents of your home and receipts associated with them and what they are worth, the faster it will be, but the reality is most people don't have those things. And so it is going to be months um, before the payout process, you know, weeks at weeks at least and months, you know, uh, before the payout process gets started. So it is a process. So it's probably a good idea right now for anyone, no matter what your risk is, even if you think you're completely fine, just go through, take as many pictures of your your items and your home and your stuff as possible. So at least you have a little bit of proof that they were in your home at the time. Um, you know, doesn't really matter what your situation is. It's probably always good to have something like that on hand, some, some photographic records of what's actually going on. Especially for the big ticket items. So if you have any expensive jewelry or electronics or art, things of that nature, it's always important to to take a catalog of those items. Justin, thank you so much for the time. I won't be surprised if some more questions spark in my mind as I, uh, you know, listen back to this conversation here and, and, you know, continue to hear some more questions from people out there who are worried about their coverage. So maybe I'll give you a call if I think of anything more, but this was a nice uh, in-depth conversation here today. So I appreciate your time. Thanks so much for coming back on the show. Enjoy the rest of your Thursday here, and I'm sure we will be in touch. Yeah, thanks, Jeff. Great to speak with you.